episode 13. There's nothing bad luck about it. This is Forrest Hall. I'm here with Antoinette. Hey guys. Allen. And on this uh, lovely day, I mean, it's just amazing outside. Just raining, just gloomy. Just just a mess. And uh, our topic goes perfectly. Oh yeah, it this does. This type of weather. <laughs> but before we get into it, Real Church Matters. Dot com Real Church Matters on IG, on Twitter, Instagram, iTunes. Search Real Church Matters. You'll find us. Um, yeah, share it. Listen, SoundCloud as well. I'm real excited about uh, just being consistent. So go do likewise. Go do likewise. Instagram, Twitter, likewiselife.com for blogs and other to come other things soon to come been getting a lot of you know good feedback about the ones for some reason people are starting to read the first article yeah it's like they're going back and then i get a lot of spam too so you gotta come well i mean everybody gets spam it's you gotta parse through it but i i think it's uh it's important to continue going consistency is the key i'm realizing that uh when it comes to christians uh, consistency is our arch nemesis mm-hmm. our is, Achilles heel yeah it is the joker <laughs> to our Batman <laughs> it is the kryptonite to our Superman yep. we are very not consistent if that's even a word right now I'm a little foggy I try to get a lot of rest so that I'm, I'm focused for this but you know, I'm just, I feel a little discombobulated still alright we'll work with you we'll work with alright alright so, episode 13, we are talking about why does good why, why does bad things happen to God's people? To God's people. So, let me tell you why I kind of changed that saying. Uh just to start it off. Number 1, Antoinette, I changed the, the saying from why does bad things happen to good people because my understanding of it is I think that's part of the problem. Is that we kind of focus on the fact that we feel like we don't deserve something mm-hmm. that we're um we're good you know <laughs> where our intentions are always intentions so are pure good. yeah you know like like just to jump into it you know there'd be somebody who loses a baby and they'll say well there's a ton of uh chicken heads out here who kill babies all the time yeah you know just to be you know seriously like realistic about it mm-hmm. they ha- we have a certain uh, stake in ourselves where we feel like we are good and that uh, that leaves us to feel like we deserve something yeah or entitlement or entitled to something mm-hmm. and the bible clearly tells us that uh there is no one that's good there, there is no one that is deserving of anything apart from god yeah apart from god honestly we're not even deserving of the little bit that we feel like we got. Mm-hmm. Everything that we've been given has been purely through grace and mercy. Yep. And if we understand that first and foremost, then we can start to have this conversation in a in a truer way. Mm-hmm. If if we get out the that our heads that we deserve something. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, that shouldn't have happened to her. Who are you to say yep. what happens to people? She's so nice. Why would somebody rob her? He's so nice. Why would he get cancer? Do you know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. we go through things and we're struggling, we, we we tend to look within ourselves and we tend to look at others and deem who is worthy 
of what has happened and who deserves what has happened. We yeah. even have that situation where people look and say, yeah, that's what he get. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, we we As if we this. can see people's hearts. Like. Right, right. So, you know, if, and for me, changing that was, was the first thing that I had to do. Yeah. When I came with the title, I'm like, I can't really say good, bad things happen to good people. Yeah, there are. That's when you text me. That I was like, "Are we really that good, though?" Like, yeah. that was my first thought. Yeah. Like, even we, when we're well intentioned, like if you really dig deep into it, especially as it relates to God and stuff, you you really see you're yeah. not really that good. But I, <laughs> I understand the question, and we're gonna dig into it. I understand people feeling like you know, there's a lot of things that happen, and I don't feel like it's right, and I don't feel like. Uh, I feel like there's so much injustice in the world. There's so much sadness, so much pain, so much anger. And, and I, I, I'm tired of feeling like, you know, I, no matter what I do, something is going to happen. Yeah, it becomes oppressive in a certain sense. It it does when we look at it in in an incorrect way. Yep. And, and so for me, let's change that to God's people. Why do bad things happen to God's people? Yeah. People who are honestly just seeking God and, you know, yeah. literally just want to please him. Or let's go wider with it. Everybody's God's, you know, God's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So why does it, why do bad things happen in general? Mm-hmm. Why is there ever slavery? Why is there injustices? Why are there young black men who are getting killed in cold blood? Yeah. Not just by police officers, but by their own counterparts, you know? Why is there so much pain? Why are there missing girls? Why is there sex trafficking? Why is so much depravity and sadness and anguish, you know, in this world and misery? Yeah. Why is this? Or even like losing people, like even with with me, when I lost my mom, that was my immediate thought. Like my family is good. Like we go to church every, like we purely just want to get to know God. Why did this bad, horrible thing happen? And you look at that, and people want answers. Yeah. And so we we're we're first going to seek answers within our own selves. And I, you know, for me, I'm like, why? Why is this an issue? Um, why is this an issue constantly brings me to a, a understanding that I don't think that we truly get what God is trying to do. And part of that is we will never. But His ways are, are not always. Yeah, but there are certain glimpses of things he did clue us in on mm-hmm. to give us peace. Yep. To give us peace. So uh, I think the first place to go is is to understand you are supposed to be the object of God's power. Mm-hmm. So if if you're saying that God is a healer. Somebody got to be sick. Somebody has to be sick. Yep. If you're saying that God is my strength, somebody has to be weak. Somebody got to be weak. If you're saying He's my provider, have to be without. Somebody has to be without. You, for God to be all of these things, He has to put people in positions to lay the groundwork or set the stage for Him to be the star of the show. Yep. Now you may say that's kind of that's kind of crazy. That's kind of perverse. That's kind of twisted. Twisted. That's kind of <laughs> obtuse. Well, that's kind of God. You know, you can call it what you want. And I'm pretty sure he will He will totally understand your response to it because your ways are not his ways. But, you know, 
Antoinette, there's a, there was a scripture. And in Psalms 119.28, he said, my soul weeps because of grief. Strengthen me according to your word. Mm. So you have David is writing this, the longest book in the Bible, Psalms 119. And he says, I am weak, but you are my strength. He says, strengthen me. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't do that if he was already strong. Do you know what I'm saying? He wouldn't be in a position where he needed God if he was already in a position where he had all he needed. Yep. Also read in Psalms 34 and 10, David said, the young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. So I feel like even that he's saying, like, I can be as strong as I want. You know, I still need. And so somebody might be saying. Well, how how does this answer the problem? You're not telling me why, uh, why these things happen to people. Mm-hmm. But I am, and, and partly uh, people ask this question before us. Yeah. Um. In John, uh, chapter nine, verse one through three, is Jesus passed by. He saw a man that was blind from birth, and his disciples asked, "Rabbi, who sinned?" When they ask who sinned, they're asking what, who why? did something wrong. Yeah, why? Why they're, they're trying to figure out why mm-hmm. this is happening? He's just a kid. He, he well, he's a man now, but he's been blind since birth. Right. So he received this before he could ever have done anything mm-hmm. to receive it for. Right. And so they were like, "What could he have done? Was it his parents? Were they like just evil people right. and then had sex and conceived this child?" And then produced him. And, and Jesus is like, no, 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 no. Nobody sinned, nor his parents. But it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading from the uh, National American, New American Standard Bible. Um, he's saying that this person was chosen to display my power. That's right. That's what this per now we we go through things you say, well, you know, I got robbed the other day. And, and I'll be like, you know, I understand. I understand that you you feel like you got robbed and I don't see how God's power is revealed in that. But that's another part of the conversation that we're gonna have, which is how are we to respond yeah. in these situations? But first you gotta understand that God is number one, sovereign. And he's the one who is orchestrating everything. Yep. So when you uh, when you know a Martin Luther King, you know a Martin Luther King because there was a civil rights struggle. Yep. If there was no civil rights struggle, you would not know Martin Luther King. His name he, would not bring his, the recognition. His name wouldn't it does. ring bells. His name would have no recognition. There would be no need for him to write a speech yep. about having a dream. There would have been no purpose for him. And he would have left no legacy in this lifetime. But because there was a struggle, people people rose up and were able to mean something to us now because they were needed in a struggle. It's the same thing for God. These things, these struggles that we have. They lay the groundwork for us to have a deliverer. Yep. That's why all you ever heard Paul talk about was rejoicing through the struggle because he knew God was using those situations to not just show him, but to show the world. Yeah. I think it's amazing that we are in a day and time where 
we're talking about Christians here, where Christians are still dealing with things, but not understanding how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. That's what that question shows me. When we say the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Or why does bad things even happen to God's people? We have a misnomer in the sense that we think that nothing's supposed to happen to us. Yeah. And the, the Bible doesn't tell us that that's the case. Yeah. The Bible shows us many people who served God, who, who, who dealt with things, and they never, they never once looked at it as they were not supposed to go through. Yeah. So perfect example of that. Because we're not talking about just any old folks just running the streets and things happen to them because they're they're creating a scenario where things happen. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I was telling somebody the other day, you know, you don't give people the opportunity to to take advantage of you. I'm not going to go to a bad neighborhood at 11 o'clock at night and put gas in my tank. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I'm putting myself in a scenario for someone to do something. Do you know what I'm saying? We're not talking about those situations we're not talking about because uh, it's not this to say this. I shouldn't be able to go there. Like if something happened to me, somebody can say serves you right. It's just why put yourself in those positions yeah. where things could possibly happen. Yeah. That's no different than a, a woman is going out on a date and she gets raped. God forbid. And, and somebody says, "Well, why'd you go out on a date on this guy if you you barely know him?" Right. You know, we're not saying yeah, because people do it all the time and nothing happens to them. Yeah. We're not saying that it serves someone right when these things happen. What we're saying is, is that when we look at these situations, there's no way to call it. Yeah. And that goes back to God being sovereign. Th- there's no way to call it. There's no way to say that this person goes to the gas station at 11 o'clock at night and something's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? There's right. tons of people who go and nothing happens. Right. There, there, there's, who, you know, there's tons of people go on dates with people they don't know. They, you know, go and have one night stands with people they don't know and something doesn't happen to them. That's why when we at church preach about uh, living right because of the consequences of sin, Mm -hmm. people don't connect with it because they're like, bro, I've been doing this for a long time. Nothing bad. I don't even have nothing. I don't have no STDs on nothing. (laughs) You you know what I'm saying? Like we look at things in such a causality, such a cause and effect we have to detach ourselves and understand there is the, the people of faith struggled in spite of being a faith. Mm-hmm. In spite of, this isn't a cause and effect. Right. This is, whatever they do, there's something already set in motion to happen. There's something that's already being prepared. The only thing we control is how we respond to All it. All we control is how we respond. That's all we control. Mm-hmm. People don't understand it. But I want to share this. Hebrews chapter 11 is what we call the Faith Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So we're reading about the people of faith. And he spends the first part of the chapter naming specific people. Then he gets to the lower uh, verses and he starts to say what they were able to do. All these great things they were able to do because of their faith. Then he goes to this these, this, these two scriptures, uh, third, verse 36 through 38, he's three, and he starts to say all the things that happened to them mm-hmm. in spite of their faith. Yep. So you guys listen to this. He says, and others experience mockings and scourgings. Yes, also chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. 
That means they were cut in half. Mm -hmm. They were tempted. They were put to death with the sword. They went about in sheepskins, in goatskins, being destitute. That means homeless, Mm -hmm. afflicted, ill-treated. It says, verse 38 says, they were men of whom the world was not worthy of. Mm. He want to let you know these are special people. You know what I'm saying? Like when you look at your mom, you're like, the world wasn't worthy of her. Mm -hmm. The world didn't deserve a person like her. And yet, he says, they wandered in the deserts, in mountains, in caves, and in holes in the ground. They were less than, Mm. even though they meant more than the world. Mm. And not because they deserved it, but because they were people of faith who walked on a course in which God wants to reveal his power through them. Mm. Yep. And it says that we also part of this suffering thing that we're going through. It's is, self-inflicted. It, it's self-inflicted in the sense that we're like Christ in the sense that he said that we should fellowship with him in his suffering. Yep. And Jesus' suffering was self-inflicted. Yep. It was self-inflicted. He, he had to ex- even explain it to, to Pilate. And Pilate was the, the for all intents and purposes, the president uh, in a sense. That he, he had the ability to pardon him or, or not, uh, par- you know, or kill him. And Pilate let him know. He's like, you should be nice to me, dog. Like, I could kill you. I, it's in my power. Mm-hmm. Jesus was like, no, it's, it's not. <laughs> Everything I'm doing here is intentional. Mm-hmm. It's intentional. We're sharing in the suffering of someone who intentionally committed himself to suffering. Yep. So that his father might be glorified. Yep. Let me go a little further with this. Let me go a little further. There's there's a uh, there's a there's a there's a way that we deal with the world that causes us to forget that we are. In the world to be like Christ. Yep. So, so I want you, since I'm saying that being like Christ, you know, there's a scripture that's in my head, and I thought that I actually uh, put it down, so I, I didn't put it down. But I, I'm gonna stop and I'm gonna stop and get it real quick. Uh, let me see. So in Hebrews chapter five, verse uh, seven and eight, it says, "In the days of his flesh." He offered up both prayers and supplications with loud crying and tears to the one able to save him. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus was crying and praying to the one who's able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his piety or his holiness. And it says, although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. Mm-hmm. So there's this causality thing that is constantly coming up when I was thinking about this thing, because even when something happens to us, we think that we did something wrong. Or number two, we think that God didn't hear our prayers. And we have to understand it. What you are doing, like Jesus told those people, has little to do with your sin. You will be judged for your sin. Just not right now. Mm -hmm. But we could talk about that a whole nother time. And people can debate me on it. They could do whatever. But the product, the consequences of your sin it will lead to death when you are judged by, by God. Right. Not when, in bad things happening to you. Not in bad things happening to you. 
Now, there are bad things that's going to happen to you just because of the fact that what you are doing doesn't profit you life. Mm-hmm. But that is not ultimately your punishment. Yeah, I think we talked about that before when we dig our own holes. Yeah, like, yeah That's yeah. a whole other thing. It's a whole other thing. If, if, you, if you have sex before you're married and you get pregnant and you have a child and the father is not in the child's life and you're struggling, that is not God punishing you. That little baby is not a your gift. punishment. A baby is always that a is gift. a yep. gift, and it is the product of your actions. Mm-hmm. But your punishment for operating in sin is death. Mm-hmm. And when God, when Christ turns from Savior to Judge, you will be judged for the things that you have not repented and turned away from mm-hmm. in your time on earth. But this time, this space of time that you're breathing, is a time of grace. And mercy, but it doesn't mean that you party because you don't know, as the the scriptures tell us, you don't know when the time of judgment is coming. But like I said, that's a whole nother (laughs) thing. But to go back to when things happen to us, number one, understand it's not because you sin. It's not because God doesn't hear your prayer. It's because he is looking to do something in you and he's using trouble, affliction. Suffering, sadness, pain as a means in which to reveal himself to you and through you to the world. It's almost like it's embedded in our DNA. Like that's the only way we can learn how to be obedient in a way. Because if he said even Jesus, his own son, had to learn how to be obedient through Through his suffering. suffering. Through his suffering. This isn't a fun topic. Nobody wants to hear that. Oh, great. So you mean no matter whether I'm in the world or I'm in Christ, I'm in the faith, I'm going to suffer? Yes. But what I'm saying is (laughs) that your suffering bears a fruit. Your suffering means something now. Do you know what I'm saying? When we're going through, we're we're like those people, those, those people of faith that... They weren't just getting mocked and scourged for nothing. Mm-hmm. They weren't being put in chains and put in prison for nothing. You know why? Because to this day, we can read about that stuff and feel something and, and be encouraged. God prevail mm-hmm. through those things. How else would God be revealed to this world if there were no suffering? If, if it was no need for God. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like pe- people have a hard time with this. You know, they look on TV, they see little African babies, very skinny, emaciated, their stomachs distended, they, they, they're suffering. And you're like, why does this suffering exist? The suffering exists because this world is poisonous. It is. This world is full of depravity. This world is sadness. They, and, and you don't think God don't want to come and, and deliver it all and help it all. But in order for him to do in this world, he's calling on the people of God to do. So we got we we also have some layers to this because uh, the people of God factor into people's suffering. Yep. We want to be the people who comfort people and help them in their time of need. We don't want to be the people who are causing people to suffer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it, there there should be a definitive difference in in what the people of God are doing in the midst of what you cannot change. I'm telling you off the bat you can't change suffering in your life. Yeah. It's coming. In some form or fashion, you will be afflicted and faced with something. Mm-hmm. This is how we have to understand it so that we don't go through 
in a way that causes us to be bitter, causes us to be angry, causes us to not trust God. First Peter three and four says, but if ye suffer for righteousness sake, happy are ye and be not afraid of their terror. Neither are they troubled. So I feel like that says it too. No, no. What does it say to you? It's saying even in in our suffering, like you said, when we're doing it for righteousness sake, when we're going through and we're changing the way we respond to these situations, we're we're doing it for righteousness sake and we can't be troubled. We won't be troubled by that. It's not to break us apart. It's to strengthen us. So even, even saying for righteousness sake, there's a way that people teach that. They teach it as, you know, when you are persecuted for spreading the gospel. And that is one context of it. But for righteousness sake also means that you are op- you're going through something in order for Christ or for God to develop something in you mm-hmm. the same way he was trying to develop it in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's for righteousness sake. Mm-hmm. I-, I know why I go through now. I know why I'm struggling. I know why things happen. I it's, a, it's to try my faith, yep. to see how I will depend on God, to see if I will let God be God in my life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we go through and we panic and we make decisions we didn't have to make. Yep. Sometimes somebody does something to us and we take it in our own hands and we retaliate yep. because we don't want to suffer. It and don't we, feel good. It don't feel good. So when we put ourselves in those positions, we're not people of faith. We're people of reaction, revenge, anger, bitterness. It's all fleshly. That's where grief comes from. Mm -hmm. It's a real thing. Somebody died. It's for real. Do you know what I'm saying? And we're going to talk about it in more detail, but just just to tie it with this, when someone loses somebody, your response is going to be grief. It's going to be why, God. It's going to be what did we do to deserve this. But. In the process of that, the people of faith trust God. That's right. And they trust God through it. Especially if we believe that where we go after this is a much better place and especially I know it sounds far fetched, but if it's what you believe, it it gotta be that real to you. It has to be that real to you. It's good that you brought that up. Part of that question of why does bad things happen to good people is that we're asking that because we are expecting something from this life and we are valuing this life in a way we should not be valuing it. Yep. Our expectations just. Absolutely. Romans 8 and 18 says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Yep. He's letting you know, he was like, Man, the stuff that we're going through right now, the the light afflictions that we're facing, the things that we are presently dealing with in this world, they can't hold a candle to the glory that is about to be revealed in us and through us and to us when we finally get home. This is not our home. And I feel like we get glimpses of that even when we go through something and the way we look at it just becomes so different, like things just become you know, like vapor and meaningless and you, you, it strengthens your connection with God because you're becoming more blind to, to the things of this world in yeah. a way too. You, you, it's part of that process of him building our faith because as we constantly are realize how, 
how disconnected we are with this world through the things that we suffer, through the things we see other people deal with. We begin to understand there there has to be something more, Mm -hmm. has to be something greater. This is all part of that process. You get what I'm saying? But that's why we've taken this situation from now that we're talking about this question, we've taken it from the point of you can't change this. What you can do is make sure that it is for your good. Make sure that it is revealing God in your life. Make sure that you're taking this opportunity to reveal your faith in God. Because you can't change the inevitable. There's some inevitables in this life. Death is an inevitability. Suffering is an inevitability. There's not one person who came through this world who didn't cry. There's not one person who didn't feel pain and heartache and sadness. Not one person that wasn't a victim in some way, Mm -hmm. whether as a youth or as an adult, who didn't have somebody prey on them because that's the type of world this is. So when you're sitting and you're thinking, why is stuff always happening to me? Because stuff happens to me. Do you know what I'm saying? I, stuff I, happened to Jesus. Somebody broke my car, <laughs> took my wallet, not not but two weeks ago. Yep. Then you know, I had somebody go in my car again. I can sit and look at this and be like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Well, or even feel attacked in a way. Like, even you just feel, feel violated. Or feel violated. You're going to feel those things, but to feel like, how dare this happen to me, is a perspective that will cause you to 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 produce bitterness in your life. We don't want people to go through and feel the effects of bitterness. Yeah. We want you to go through and understand, man, that ain't nothing. It's just a wallet. It's just a wallet. It's just a wallet. All those things are replaceable. It's going to be hard to do that when it, it, it's instead of somebody taking a wallet from you, they take a baby. Yeah. Instead yeah. of taking a baby, they take your your wife or your spouse. It's, it's I'm not saying that this is going to be easy. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is understand that you're not alone in the sense that everybody is dealing with some infirmity, some affliction, some form of suffering. And God is looking to do these things so that he might be glorified in it. Mm -hmm. There's a purpose to it. There is. Nobody want to hear that. You didn't want to hear that. You don't want to hear nobody talk about the purpose of anything when you're 16 years old and you lose your mother. No, you didn't want to hear that. But you better understand that doesn't change the fact that she's gone. It just changes the way, I respond the way you it. respond. And the way you honor that person's life even. is Like, what's the point of complaining about God taking somebody and you just live like however? Or you just feel like life is pointless after that. It's like, yeah. did that person really mean that much to you? Because if they did, they it would empower you to make sure that you followed their steps. And serve God. Looking at things in a way that produces more faith is the key. Mm -hmm. Always. Looking at things in a way that builds you up. Why would somebody die only for two people to die? One person's dead physically, the other person's dead spiritually. Why is that okay? Mm -hmm. Two people didn't need to die that day. We have a say in that. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? People people feel like uh, it's going to be the end of the world when these things happen. And 
life goes on and some people have a hard time dealing no, you with even the fact hear, that life goes you on you even hear people say that they'll be like I, I could go through a lot of things but if this happened I don't know man yeah. I don't think I could a and, lot of people say that and and not to move into I don't want to move too much to the grief because we yeah. don't touch on that yeah. but sticking to the question did this? why is this happening it's for you to understand who God is I even had another scripture, um, Proverbs 13, 25. The righteousness has enough to satisfy his appetite, but the belly of the wicked suffers want. So I feel like a lot of times we want a lot of things and we suffer because of that. Like you just want so much. And when you don't get it, you call it, you feel like you're suffering or yeah. you're you're being okay. uh, taken away from something. You bring up another part of somebody asking that question. Why does bad things happen to good people? It's, it brings up another issue, which is contentment. Mm. People struggle to be content in the things that they have. We're always dealing in the chasm or the valley of two big mountains. We're in between these two big mountains. One mountain is what I have, and the other mountain is what I want. We're always in the valley. Just bouncing back and forth. We're always in the valley. We're always dealing with that. We see what, what we have, and then we look over and see what we want. Mm-hmm. This this is the problem. What I'm defining is want. Want isn't just what you see. It's what you see in comparison to what you have. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can see, you know, I... I I go and look at things all the time, but I don't want them. Why don't I want them? Because I don't see me as lacking that thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's when a person looks at something and then looks at what they don't have. Now all of a sudden you suffer. You're suffering. And we, we're always in a, putting ourselves in a position to suffer incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we are looking at what we have and what we don't have. It's improper because that's not what you're here for. You're here to be what someone wants. Who's that someone? You're here to be what God wants. Mm -hmm. You're not. He's not here to meet your wants. And he, like the scripture says, he will satisfy us. When you only want him, he will satisfy you. There's not one person that doesn't want to be financially secure. Right. I want it. I want it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But. In the process of that, my wanting that and understanding I don't have it should not sink me into bitterness Mm -hmm. and anger, frustration and envy and doubt of who God is and whether he provides. Or even regret, like the decisions you made and all that's going down that rabbit hole. Going down all of that. Knowing that there are things that I could have done to make my situation better. We all know that. But knowing that even in my mess ups and even in my bad decision making, God has provided and I've never suffered true want. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We got to understand this. You know, people got to understand we never suffer want. There are things that we that we clearly may want and feel like if we don't have them, then we are worse off. But you got to understand as a believer by faith. We're supposed to be resting in the fact that we will never have, go without what we need. Why? Because God provides. Mm-hmm. He doesn't provide what we want. He provides what he wants. Mm-hmm. 
And understanding the difference between the two is huge in helping you not ask the question no more, why does bad things happen to good people? First of all, we got to find what bad is. Yeah. What, what makes it a bad thing? We're it's alive. a bad thing based on what we see because mm-hmm. we're humans. Yep. Just a, just a scripture to help. Second Corinthians, uh, the whole chapter is great, but yeah. I, I, we can go to. I got yeah, I put that one. We down go to too. verse nine. Verse nine says, "Persecuted, but not forsaken; struck down, but not destroyed; always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body." He, what is he saying? He said, we're, we understand that we're going to be persecuted, but we will not let that persecution be articulated into feeling forsaken. Mm-hmm. Is, I, everything that's happening to me, I'm not going to feel like I'm by myself. That's okay. what he's saying. I'm going to be struck down. There's times where I will be attacked, mm-hmm. but I, they will never destroy me. They can't destroy me. They can't hurt me. You know, even when we talk about slavery, it was horrible. It, 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 you know what I'm saying? Some people say, well, you know, it, it, we we didn't have to go through that. Where was God? God was right there. Because in the midst of them being struck down, they were not destroyed. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Not to get on a, a whole black <laughs> tangent, but look at black people. Yes. Look at where you've come. Yeah, I know it's bad still. I know this is silly, but I was driving the other day and I saw this black man on a motorcycle and I was just thinking like we literally went from like slavery to like like being whole humans yeah, of yeah. society. Like and I understand <laughs> we can look at the the situation as a half glass half glass. No, whatever. not even that. Can, I just we, was thinking no, it's saying, just no, crazy. I'm not talking about, oh, okay. I'm talking about people can say, well, yeah, but we still deal with systematic slavery. We mm. still deal with systematic racism. We, Yeah, you still deal with these things. You still are persecuted, but yeah. you're not forsaken, you're not. my friend. And even though we were struck down at one time, you, clearly we were not destroyed. Yeah. We persevered. The, the people who de- de- died and struggled so that you might have these opportunities that you have now. Not to say that it's all easy, but what we're saying is, is that God has always been there if we look at it. Yeah. And it's even detrimental, I feel like, to try to level who suffered more or what was worse. No, even that uh, is playing God in it, a way. Cause it, 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 it's, a, it's a struggle, and I, and I don't want to you know, get to, to comparing sufferings. But what I'm saying is, is that for, for black people, that was a, that was a struggle. Yeah. It's a struggle that I am not familiar with only through history books because somebody was struck down mm-hmm. but not destroyed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. said they 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 can't help but bring black people up in the in the history of the world as being creators and designers and influencers in different ways. How do you go from being three fifths of a human to being an influencer and being being a, in positions of power? This is not a game. Mm-hmm. There's somebody orchestrating this, and he's always there. And though we suffer, if we remain and we're patient, you know what I'm saying? Then you're going to see yourself prevail. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's just the way that it, this works. Yes, somebody may have died in your life, and you feel a weight on you, and you feel a hole, and you feel like 
There's times in your life where that thing, it, 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 it puts you on a path that you can't see your way out of. You got to look at this and understand what you are facing doesn't dictate how you are facing it. Mm-hmm. That's how he says we were struck down, but we wasn't destroyed because we always carry about the dying of Jesus, his mentality, mm-hmm. the mentality that he had. Let these people think you losing. Mm-hmm. He wasn't losing on the cross. That's why they was mocking him. Because yeah. they was like, he this is this is this is not a king. This is not a winner. The way we win, the way we prevail has to change. Is different than the way the world sees it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? People going, there's people who look and say, most church people broke. Yeah. Which is Do you know pretty what I'm true. <laughs> it's true in the sense of what the world perceives. Right. He said, "Blessed are the poor, for they they shall they will, theirs is the, the kingdom of heaven." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Mm-hmm. Or even blessed are those who mourn, for they God shall will comfort. Shall comfort them. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like the things that we have, the things that God has provided to us, we're rich in that. We are rich in that, but it, it's all in how you look at it. You go further down in that chapter in verse 16. He says, "Therefore, we do not lose heart." But though our outer man is decaying, this is another thing. You were surprised. You think it strange. As another scripture that I don't have, but I'm pretty sure you probably got it over there. Think these things think, not strange? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you got it. <laughs> but he said, don't lose heart because even though the outer man is decaying, that money, even if you got money right now, that money is going to go away. Even though you got health right now, that health is going to go away. Everything on this earth slowly loses value. It slowly loses value. It's, it sometimes quickly loses <laughs> so, value. Yeah. And you will wither away. He says, so we're not going to focus on that. See, you're focusing on that. You're focusing on something that's already dying. So you surprised when it dies. You're like, why does bad things happen to good, good people? You mean why does pain and suffering happen to people who are temporary? Yeah. Why do things that end life happen to life that's gonna end? Do you, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We have to start thinking this way because he when we think this way, here's the other side of it. He says, Yet our inner man is renewed day by day. That's right. There's a part of you that is constantly while while another part while of you, you is focusing dying on all that and falling apart mm-hmm. and you are focusing on things that are bound to fall apart. It's like people getting upset that the tide rolled in and washed away your sandcastle. <laughs> I mean, is, did you understand where you was building? You were building on sand. Understand what you were building with. Understand where you were building it at. And understand that it's always in those two circumstances a matter of time. time. Mm, you talking that talk, man. So that's what we are. Yeah. You sitting here with your 401k, you sitting with your house, your kids, you losing people, and you're frustrated, you're sad, you're like, why is this happening to me? And you surprised when you're building your house on sand and with sand, when the tide rolls in, and washes it away. You're surprised? Mm-hmm. 
It's because you don't understand the concept of life. The concept of life is that this is just a shell. And he says, our inner man is being renewed day by day. And he says, what? This is a momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory that is far beyond comparison. I love the the use of the word light there because it's just like it's just a light affliction. It's just light. It's just light. As know, heavy as it feels. I know. As heavy as it feels. That's why you know I'm trying to create a sense of levity here because I don't want to minimize the pain that people feel. That's right. People are going through some tough stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there talking about how my wallet got taken. There's somebody who lost their son. Yeah. Somebody lost their daughter. Somebody lost their spouse. Somebody lost a baby. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? There's things that you're going through in your life, and we're trying to, I'm trying to make sure you understand it. I'm not minimizing it, but I'm telling you that what you're going through is light. You may not feel light, but you got to start seeing this thing and having the understanding of faith to know this is light in comparison to what it's producing in us. This light thing, he's very poetic with the words. He said, this light thing is producing an eternal weight. Mm. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. This very light thing rests on your life and produces this heavy weight of glory mm. in eternity. What he's producing in us, the, the, the pain that you dealt with, the pain that you faced, it was a path that brought you to God. It was. Yep. It wasn't fun and games for you no more. Life became real. Things became very sensitive. And people treated me like like as if I, you know, I was, you know, they feel bad for you and you didn't deserve that and all yeah. this other stuff. But it's like, yeah. it's hard to say, but it's true. It's, Somebody it's, has to be there to say the things that are true, mm-hmm. not the things that will make us feel more entitled. That will sweep us more into bitterness and anger. You, this shouldn't happen to you. You had a good mother. There's tons of people that don't even, their mothers ain't worth nothing. They still got them. You know, you're missing it. You're missing it. Because purpose you, in it. It's you, purpose in it. You, you, you minimize God when you talk like yeah. that. You shrink well, them into your little brain. We understand that now. Yeah. So when we look at somebody who we lose, you, you know what I mean? We see them as just, that was just the outer man. Mm-hmm. The outer man went away. But there was an inner woman that was being built up that has now received the weight of her glory. Amen. And why wouldn't we want her to receive that? <laughs> that seems a little strange, it's a right? a little twisty, yeah. It, just as foolish as it would be if you was on the beach and it, as soon as the tide come in, you trying to block it off. <laughs> People be like, bro. It's going, guess it's. I know you spent a lot of time on that sandcastle, mm-hmm. but it's, it, it wasn't here to be for here forever. Yeah. It just wasn't. You going to stay on the beach all night? Yeah. This is not your home. Yeah, the, That's the, a whole the, thing, the beach, too. The, yeah. the, the, the beach patrol had to come and be like, hey, man, you got to go home. <laughs> you, hang it up, man. You got to hang it up. You got to just go ahead and let that happen. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say the tide didn't come in. Somebody just came and stomped on it. You get upset because it was destroyed sooner than you thought it should be. Mm. Yep. But you don't get to say, especially with something that's going to be destroyed 
anyway. Yep. That's what we got to understand. But it's a heavy one, guys. This but is, it's, it's, it's heavy. This is this is. It, but I want you to understand. He that just going to verse eighteen of Second Corinthians four. He says, "While we look not at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary." But the things which are not seen are eternal. You know what will shift that question? You stop looking at the temporary. Mm-hmm. You won't hear people say, well, you know, I'm tired of bad things happening to me. I'm, I'm tired of going through. Mm-hmm. When you start seeing the, the eternal. Yeah. When you stop looking at the temporary, start seeing the eternal, all of a sudden you start realizing, oh, this is happening for a reason. And that awareness is is what makes us believers. Yeah. Oh, and let me say this. Take it from a professional crybaby. <laughs> it doesn't make it easy. I, you still have emotions and you still deal with things. But you better be able to be around people who can remind you of these truths. Amen. Or you better have the spirit within you to remind you of these truths. Because if you don't, you will find yourself in a heart that becomes very cold towards the things of God. You'll find yourself being isolated from his love, from his truth. Nothing can separate him from loving us, but we can let these things separate us from loving him. Mm-hmm. Like we subconsciously blame him for the bad things too. Absolutely. It's, it doesn't, you don't say it out your mouth, but as your lack of zeal towards him and all of that. It, Man, that's what them dudes were saying. Yeah. They was, when, when they said, did his parents sin, that's fully implicating God as a person who does this type mm-hmm. of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They like, they already knew that part. They didn't ask, did God do this? Mm-hmm. They says, well, what, what did they do for God to do something right. like this? They already implicated him. We do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Our implications are sometimes even subconsciously. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? We're like, we're like oh, what did I do wrong? Uh, you know, maybe I haven't been praying like I should. Yep. I haven't been reading my word. Bro, sis. But like we said, that takes it to the conversation, not of him building something in you, but something happening to you, yeah. which isn't, that doesn't profit anything. It, it it's, doesn't uh, produce anything. As As we close out, there's, there's, we have to stop letting things happen to us and start understanding what's happening. Because in understanding what's happening, there's nothing that's happening to us anymore. Did you see what happened to her? I, she, nothing's happening to her. She's happening. Amen. God's happening. Amen. He's revealing things. He's doing things. He's moving things. Sometimes we we don't even understand our prayers put people in these positions. Mm. I'll see people going through and be like, oh my goodness. I don't she's so overwhelmed. Her thoughts are raging. Da, 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 da. And God like, you prayed. <laughs> right. You want him. That's another thing. People are like, it's, it, God doesn't perform miracles anymore. It's like he does, but like you say, he has to set the stage. The stage to has set to be the set. Stage set. For him to be the hero. We don't want we pray to God because we want him to set the stage and let us shine. <laughs> Do you know that's what yeah. we're doing? We treat God like he's the director. He's not the director. Mm-mm. He's the star. He's he's like Mel Gibson. He will star and direct <laughs> and his, own, 
He he will start directing his movie <laughs> and have no qualms about it. He'll put himself on the bill, top billing as the the lead actor, and he'll make sure his credits say directed the by work of the work of <laughs> because he doesn't mind because that's what he desires. You don't get to be the star. People are like I want to be rich. God like I'm gonna send you in a path. That if you if you endure this, that you will reap the benefits of it. But no, people want God. Make this simple for me. Mm-hmm. Just give it to me. Why can't you just give it to me? Mm-hmm. That's why you got people they cry you know and yeah. You listen to so people's stories like Oprah. You know what I'm saying? You you listen to that story and you're like, man, she had to go through What it. about how she lost her job at 23 and all that she, stuff? All of that stuff. Or even, and- yeah, yeah. All of that stuff in her life created the person that you see now. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, I believe that. Do you get what I'm saying? You judgmental people. I understand, you know, the whole she's not a Christian or whatever. I don't care about that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't even know where in the path God has her on. You got to have faith, people. Mm -hmm. I have faith. And I believe everybody's path is taking them somewhere. Everybody's path is different. I didn't know where my path was taking me. I didn't know the, now I look back in hindsight and I'm like, things that had very little to do with the church were very pivotal in guiding me to the cross. Somehow, we keep thinking that a building is where the, the, the cross is. Or we think that it's a three-step, four-step plan to being a Christian. and It's, it's not. It's really There's a not. lot of things that happen because God set the stage and he put my life in certain ways, in certain positions where I realized that I needed him. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it wasn't even the fact that I was without. Sometimes it's the fact that sometimes I just had too much of something. Sometimes you just have too much of something. You're just like, this is not doing it. Mm-hmm. This ain't doing it. <laughs> this ain't it. I thought it was it. That's why I wanted it. Now I got it. And I'm, this That's how people it. be when they get married most of the time. Sometimes it's not in the fact that you are without. Sometimes it's the fact that you are with and with too much and with things that you realize don't profit you in the way you thought. And I'm just trying to help people to a certain extent, just help you have perspective. Because when you're asking these questions, it's because you're missing a certain perspective. I used to ask that question, but now I'm realizing, like, you know, it's a little deeper than that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, why did you take this from this person? Why is she by herself? And then God is like, she's not by herself. She lost something, but she she has me. And I've moved on your heart and she got you. And I'm like, it's like uh, the, the Facebook things where, where, or Instagram. Somebody will post a picture and say, uh, I'm just realizing I don't have no friends. And uh, if some of their friends are looking at the thing like, dang, so I'm not a <laughs> so friend. So I'm not? Like, yeah, what am I? Yeah, news to me and I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, we tend to do that. We'll be like, God left you all by yourself. God, like, so what are you there for? Yeah. We try to wrap our brains around stuff. and you, you, we, we don't know the way that God wants to orchestrate things. Right. We think we know our family until God shows us our family. 
Mm-hmm. We think we know people that love us till God shows us. Or even us. we think people are good and nice until. <laughs> we think that money is the answer. We think that having children is the answer. We think that having a nice car, a nice job is the answer. And we're so focused on these temporary things that bad things start to happen to good people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that good people can realize that they need a good God. Mm-hmm. And we add, we can add that to the that saying now. <laughs> Bad things happen to good people, so good people can realize they need a good God. Amen. That's episode thirteen. <laughs> we said a lot. No, we we talked about a lot. So I'm just, you know, I'm always tricky about these because I know how people are um, when it comes to this type of stuff. But that was episode thirteen. Pray that it, it was beneficial to you. Ask questions. You know, Antoinette didn't beat me up today. She she had a uh, she has uh, some other stuff she wanted to share. I, I got some insight with this topic. I uh, yeah. I used to ask you a lot of these questions. You so. did, you did, and I and then it, that was the beneficial part of it. But um, as we close out, my prayers that this stuff is constantly uh benefiting helping you and that we uh we continue on onward to episode 14 we out of here peace